What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackleton. It is Thursday, July 30th, and it happened, man. It happened. You figured there was going to be a big opt-out, and not that this player is necessarily big, but the ripple effect of Damian Williams opting out of the 2020 season pretty big. We have to talk about one Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the show today, and of course, we are also going to talk about tight end tiers. I don't have to take as much time with those. There's not as many tight ends who are fantasy relevant as wideouts and running backs, but we'll roll through that and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in just a moment. Before we do, i got to tell you about our sponsor for today, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because monkeyknifefight.com, well, there's no salary caps and you don't have to play against the Sharks, which means anyone has a chance of winning, even you, even me, maybe even my my wife. I don't know. She doesn't know anything about this stuff, but I think she has a chance of winning. Anyway, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, NBA coming back tonight. I'm so fired up for that. Hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and even esports. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you're going to get your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. I love free money. I don't know about you. Free money is pretty cool. So use the promo code RANT, you get some free money there. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. And of course, you can see the site for full terms and restrictions. Use that promo code RANT, though. That's the big takeaway. Play Monkey Knife Fight. Use the promo code RANT. All right? All right, let's talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because, oh boy, and, and, and I will tell you, I will tell you, if I ever want something crazy to happen in the NFL, I should just do a massive projections and rankings update and, you know, maybe even produce like a PDF, I don't know, a PDF that would go on FTNFantasy.com and then another one in advanced PDF of projections that would go on, I don't know, FTNBets.com because anytime I do something like that, Crazy-ish happens, and that's exactly, I just literally submitted everything, and the news breaks that Damian Williams is opting out. That was yesterday afternoon. Uh, I knew there was going to be, you know, a couple big names, and, you know, I didn't expect any stars per se. I don't I don't know if we'll see any of the, you know, star names opting out, but this is one of those that has a ripple effect, Right. It certainly has a ripple effect because Damian Williams out of the mix. Now, all of the talk, so if you go back and listen to old podcasts, all of the talk of me saying there's going to be a committee, ain't going to be a committee anymore. Ain't going to be a committee anymore. And actually, I do have some uh, uh, some audio from some folks who have drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in best ball up to this point. Let's go over to this audio. Well, there you go. Yeah, stupid joke. I get it. But i that's what people were saying. If you drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if you drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a rookie draft, I was fortunate enough in one of my rookie drafts in a dyno where I wheeled and dealed, was able to get the first pick, 
And, uh, well, yeah, I took Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but just simply thinking that, you know, it was a long-term play. This was like, this was a month and a half ago. And here we go, baby. Let's effing go. Now, what do we do with this? Where do we have Clyde Edwards-Alaire? And I think this is almost a no-brainer, and the numbers actually support it. So my instant reaction was he's definitely top 10. But I always like to run the projections first. I don't want to just simply say, this is where I think he is because Jeff says so. I got to see the numbers, right? What do the numbers actually say? Because remember, for me, when I do rankings, uh, the projections are going to be the foundation of those rankings. So I ran the numbers. I moved everything around for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, getting Damian Williams out of the mix, bumping up DeAndre DeAndre Washington is going to be Essentially the number two in that offense. Uh, You could call him a handcuff if you want. Darwin Thompson, sorry for the Darwin Thompson truthers, but more of just a monitor, keep your eye on guy. Daryl Williams is still in that backfield as well. I actually have him as the number three right now. But let's talk about Mr. Edwards Hilaire. This now gets him up over 200 carries. I don't know if he's necessarily a 1,000-yard rusher type, but he doesn't have to be to be a top 10 fantasy option, 200 for 877 and nine scores, nine scores, that's pretty nice, and then I have him catching 53 balls, so anything over 50 balls, that's that's pretty good for PPR, 427, three additional scores, 12 total touchdowns for him, he slides in at number eight, and this is one of those, you know, sometimes I will move players up a little bit, down a little bit from their projections, nope, I agree 100%, with where he slides in, because essentially, just to go through the rankings really quickly, I have McCaffrey, of course, at the top, then I have Barkley at two, Zeke at three, Kamara at four, Cook at five, Henry at six, Joe Mixon at seven. I can't, you know, now, knowing what I know, I can't put Kenyon Drake ahead of him, I can't put Josh Jacobs ahead of him, I can't put Aaron Jones ahead of him, I can't put Nick Chubb ahead of him. I can't put Austin Eckler ahead of him or Miles Sanders. I mean, then now we're already all the way down to 14. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is number eight. He's number eight. And number eight at running back means he is an early second-round pick, if not a late first-round pick. It depends on how many wideouts go in your first round. You know two are going to go. You know two. Michael Thomas is going to go in the first round of a 12-team or so is Devontae Adams. Does Tyreek Hill go? Maybe, maybe not. Does Julio Jones go? Maybe, maybe not. Same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. I think those are the only guys that are legit threats to go in the first round. So if you have, I mean, hey, if you have four of them go, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a first-round fantasy draft pick now. How about that? I think, you know, late first, early second, you're lucky if he's early second. He's going to be late first. Let's put it that way. Looking at it, Knowing how drafters are, knowing how drafters love themselves some rookies, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, how about it? So there we go. Big ripple effect there. And uh, this, of course, I also submitted my tiers, my running back tiers article before this news happened. We went back in. We updated that thing. It is live at ftnfantasy.com right now. It's free, so go check it out, ftnfantasy.com. You'll be able to find it pretty easily. It's on the main page there. And um, you can see where he slides in in terms of the tiers. Of course, that does also change Tuesday's podcast. And essentially, where I have him coming in is that uh, boomer bust. You know, so he's at the top of that boomer bust tier. 
that has Kenyon Drake, that has Aaron Jones, that has Austin Eckler and Miles Sanders. So that's where he is. A lot of bang for your bucks, not the surest bet on the board, but man, oh man, is that appealing now for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So speaking of tiers, I want to tie a bow on tiers for the week with our tight ends. And, uh, well, they aren't as in-depth because we don't have to go as deep at the position as we would for running back or wide receiver. But we still need to divide these guys up, have a plan of attack, know where they group together, etc. So at the top, it is the two at the top. It's Kelsey. It's Kittle. They're awesome. Kelsey has been historically good from a fantasy standpoint over the last three years. It's really rare to see a player repeat. As the number one, it's extraordinarily. I can't really remember. I can't remember anybody who's done it three years in a row. Even in the height of Gronk's era, it was really Gronk and Graham early on who were kind of going back and forth. And I don't think either and either one of them, to my memory, did it three years in a row. So for Kelsey to do it three years in a row is so impressive. He's obviously the favorite to lead, but it's pretty close between him and Kittle. I just think they are going a little bit too early in fantasy drafts right now, for my taste. I don't want to draft a tight end in the second round. Uh, just just feels too early, especially when I know there's the wheelhouse, which I'll get to in a minute. Tier two is the high-end tight end ones. So I have two guys here, uh, Zach Ertz and Mark Andrews. And really, I can move them back and forth. Maybe Andrews is slightly more pre- preferable than Ertz because he has a higher ceiling. He has less competition for targets now that Hayden Hurst out of the mix. But... Ertz has a massive floor, even with Dallas Goddard there. So there's a lot of appeal to both these guys. Kind of, what are you looking for ultimately? But again, I feel like they're going a little bit too early. These guys are fourth round picks. I don't know if I want to draft a tight end in that range, given the value at wide receiver. You know, Would you rather get a round of value on a guy at wide receiver like Adam Thielen, who I talked about yesterday, or draft Mark Andrews at value, right? To me, it's better. You better bang for your buck if you're looking elsewhere. And really, that's why I feel like if you're drafting at value or maybe trying to even get around a value, then the tight end wheelhouse, which is tier three, is really where I want to be looking. And I have I have four guys in here, though it's typically three guys that I find that I'm I'm drafting the most. But the four guys are Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby, and Hunter Henry. Waller is almost his own tier. Because he's kind of in this no man's land in between the high end tight end ones and then the wheelhouse, the sit round six to eight guys. But I did throw him in here because every so often I do see him slide to the sixth round. If Waller is there in the sixth round, I will draft him. Not even going to think twice about it. I know I, I want to draft a rookie running back in that range typically, but I'll take my chances if I can get a round of value on Waller. I, I think I have a fifth round grade on him. I don't want to draft him in the fifth round because I'm not looking in you know, really in that area. Uh, First five rounds for me, I'm honestly looking running back or wide receiver, whoever's highest on my board. But I'm willing to go sixth round on Waller. Uh, If I'm in the late sixth round, I could consider Ingram. I'd love to get him in the seventh. Uh, Higby, I'll take him in the seventh all day long. Henry, I'll take him in the seventh or eighth. Higby, I'd take in the eighth all day long too, obviously. Any of these guys, I'd take in the eighth. I know a lot of people are concerned about Tyler Higby. I am not. I've talked about this multiple times. I uh, was able to speak to uh, someone on the Rams coaching staff, and I pretty much got assurance that, yeah, they're going to use him. So anybody who's saying that the team is going to use Gerald Everett, I think that's really just speculation. 
Uh, and and I, I'm not really buying in on that, right? Evan Ingram, if the dude could stay healthy, we've been over this many times. And Hunter Henry, I think people are just down on him. He's good. <laughs> and I don't care who's under center. I'll take him out of value. So that's the four that I'm really looking at. Now, draft plans don't always go <laughs> as you as you map them out, right? And I have my, by the way, I will do this coming up in August. I'm going to break down my entire draft plan for you. I do it every year. It's called the Blueprint and really basically outline how I'm going to attack snake drafts. Uh, I'll have some auction stuff too. I know people keep ask, asking about auctions. I'll talk about auctions as well. Uh, that's sort of, it, it's still a little bit of a niche area. I know some people are diehard auction folks and I, and I get it. I love you auction folks. I love doing auctions myself. I love especially doing them in person because it is its its own unique style. There's no doubt about it. It's a lot of freaking fun. But, you know, hey, snake drafts are the, the majority out there. So we will focus on that in the blueprint. But then for auction, I'll give you a couple auction tips in there. But I'll have my own set of auction tips coming up here in August as well. We'll do a pod on it. There'll be an article up at ftnfantasy.com for both of those. Anyway, the draft plan is to get one of these four guys. That's the plan. I don't care which one. I want to get one of the four. That's the plan. Plans don't always work out. And sometimes, you know, you know, let's say it's round six. There's just a really good value on the board at running back. You have all of your tight ends. You know, you, the three tight ends are still on the board. Ingram, Higby, Henry. And you're like, I'm going to go for the running back because I think one of these guys gets back to me. And then they don't get back to you. Maybe all three of them go before you're up next. Runs happen. We know that. It's fantasy drafts. So you miss out on this tier. What do you do? Well, you have to have these backup plans in place. So my backup plan is then to go to tier four. But tier four, I subdivide it. Tier four is for A and for B. There are high ceiling options and low ceiling options. And I want a high ceiling option. You know, if I'm not going to get one of my four here, then I have to go for, I I, I really have to swing for the fences and, and try and get a guy who could break out. And not get a guy who probably is safe but isn't really going to win me a lot of weeks. You know, they're safe but they're boring. I don't go boring in fantasy drafts. So the the safe guys who I'm going to, you know, really not be looking at uh, are Gronk, Jared Cook, Austin Hooper, Jack Doyle. And for slightly different reasons, I don't know how much Gronk plays. You know, I don't think he's an every-down guy. And then, of course, we have the Gronk injury factor. He's got a lengthy injury resume. And, um, you know, he's he's now north of 30, all of that. There's a lot of a lot of kind of questions. Now, Gronk has maybe the highest ceiling out of this bunch, but which is why I have him at the top of the tier, but I'm still not looking at him. Jared Cook, getting older. Not the, the biggest ceiling. Decent target volume, but not the biggest ceiling. Austin Hooper, love him, but not in that offense. And it's not a knock on Baker. It's the fact that they have a lot of mouths to feed. We know that, hey, the two wideouts at the top, Odell and Jarvis, are going to take a bunch of the targets. Then on top of that, you have Najoku, who's still going to be in the mix there. So target volume kind of caps his ceiling. And then Jack Doyle, catch and fall down guy. Uh, you know, not much there. And he's a little bit later, but I wanted to include him in this tier because that's really where he fits the best. And and I actually have the guy in the next tier is ahead of Jack Doyle, but I'll talk about why I separated him out. Anyway, the high ceiling options are the guys I want to get. And there are four of them, Hayden Hurst, Mike Gesicki, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. Now, here's the idea. If I miss out on t- the, the wheelhouse guys, Waller, Ingram, Henry, and Higby, or Higby and Henry, 
then I want to get a high ceiling guy, but I don't want to overpay for him. I think you may end up overpaying for uh, Hayden Hurst right now. Right now, Hayden Hurst going in the ninth round. That feels a tad early. Tenth round grade on him. I don't want to overpay. I don't. Is that's that's a slight reach. Reaching gives my opponent an advantage. I'm not going to do that. So if Hayden Hurst is there in the tenth round, I would consider him. I don't want to consider any of these guys before their value, though. So really, it's a tenth for Hurst. Then it's an eleventh for the remaining guys, eleventh or twelfth. If I miss on Hurst, I, I could probably get Gasicki. If I miss on Gasicki, I could probably get Hawkinson. Or if I miss on him, I could get Fant. Or you know, vice versa. All of those things. I'm going to get one of those guys though. Especially if I missed on the wheelhouse, because think about it. If I missed on the wheelhouse, that means that eight tight ends are already off the board, and you know somebody's going to draft Gronk, and you know somebody's going to draft Cook. So that's 10 tight ends off the board, and I'm considering now four of four remaining guys. Even if one of them goes, I'm going to get one of the other ones, right? So I'm not really worried about this. If you miss, don't panic. A lot of people aren't going to draft a backup tight end, and if they do, it's going to be you know, right in this range. So you just have to kind of monitor it, but I'm still shooting for that 10th, 11th, 12th round range. Uh, the tier that I mentioned, that the player who actually is ahead of Jack Doyle, but I gave him a tier by himself, is Dallas Goddard. I put him in tier five, and the reason why I put him behind these guys is so if I, if I missed and then I have the Hayden Hurst tier, I'm not putting Goddard in that tier because I'm not confident rolling into the season with Goddard as my lone dog. And probably that's what I'm doing here, by the way. I'm going one tight end if I get Kasicki. And I'm just going to swing for the fences. And if I miss, time to go to the waiver wire. And please don't give me three for 32, guys. But Goddard is by himself because he's sharing the load with Zach Ertz. At the same time, though, the ceiling's enormous. And he could still have some independent value. I just don't want to risk that as my lone dog. I like him as my number two, you know, especially like, Hey, if I drafted Higby, I may come back around to draft Dallas Goddard, even you know, cause he's going in that same range of Kasicki Hawkinson fan, but I'm not going to draft him by himself. So that's why I put him in his own tier. Um, tier six divided into two, six, a is late round darts. Six B is late round avoids three darts for me. If I'm going to you know, draft a second tight end, it's going to be one of these three guys, Jonu Smith, Blake Jarwin, Eric Ebron. Jonu Smith, you know, we've 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 been talking about him for a bit, has some upside, doesn't really have a path uh, or a, a barrier in front of him to targets. He's not going to see a ton of volume in that offense, but the upside is appealing. Same thing with Jarwin. You know, I think he takes a step forward this year, but I don't want him as my lone tight end. He's going to be a second tight end for me. Ebron, we've already seen it once, a big year out of him. And he's in a Pittsburgh offense that could be pretty favorable. It's just, you know, a lot of mouths to feed and plus Vance McDonald being there. So I'm not over the moon on him. In terms of the avoids, we have Greg Olson, Kyle Rudolph, Jimmy Graham, and Tyler Eifert. And I think this should be fairly self-explanatory why I'm avoiding them. All older tight ends, some of them injury prone. Well, Tyler Eifert is injury prone. And there's just generally a lack of ceiling with these guys, right? So if I'm going to take a, a stab on a late-round guy, definitely got to go for some ceiling. Uh, maybe Olsen a little bit, but even there I'm a little concerned. The injury started to mount up for him a little bit too over the tail end of his career. There's no juice with Graham. And for Kyle Rudolph, honestly, uh, Tier 7, uh, let me just talk about Kyle Rudolph spilling into Tier 7. I have a watch list of streamers, and Irv Smith is in that. 
So he's my preferred guy. I'm not going to draft Kyle Rudolph. So the watch list, the streamers, Ian Thomas, Irv Smith, Jay Sternberger, Dawson Knox, and O.J. Howard. I know, um, O.J. Howard. We'll talk about him in a second. But Ian Thomas is in a good position to be, you know, he's the top guy now in that offense. I like Irv Smith, what we saw to him last year, expect him to take a step forward. Jay Sternberger, similar to Ian Thomas, he's now the top guy there in that offense. Dawson Knox, decent rookie year. Not the most pass-happy offense by any means in Buffalo, but decent rookie year. We'll keep an eye on him. Then O.J. Howard, I still buy into him for the long haul, and I have a lot of patience when it comes to, to younger tight ends. I know some people are very impatient with these guys, but I think we should exercise patience with him. He's going to be on the field a lot. He's a good blocking tight end and you know sneaky athletic as well, getting to play with Gronk, getting to play in that offense. We'll just keep an eye on him. Don't write him off. Don't write him off, all right? There you go. Tight end tiers for you. We'll get uh, this up as well later in the week. Actually, I think this goes up on Saturday morning, so good reason to stop by ftnfantasy.com on Saturday. Read the tight end tiers article. But uh, in the meantime, just go on over there, and of course, you can head on over to FTN Bets and FTN Daily. For NBA, NHL this weekend, FTNBets.com, FTNDaily.com. Use promo code NBA. And actually, I said NHL. It's actually NHL20 is the promo code. Use both those. Get a little discount on the products. And I have already a player prop bet up for tonight for NBA. Uh, Excited for this stuff to be back. Appreciate everybody reviewing the show. We're almost at 400, baby. 400. Let's get there today. If you haven't reviewed the show already, really easy to do. If you have an iPhone, open up the podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant, scroll down, click the stars, you're done. You can also review it. I appreciate those reviews, all the kind words, man. It's been overwhelming in a very good way, all the support that we've gotten since launching this pod. So I appreciate you, Rat Pack. I see you. I see you. All right. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.